0: You know, last year we had a, we had a game against Georgia Tech that was kind of sloppy and it went back and forth and it was just kind of, they won, they won on just sort of like a, a, a good touchdown, but one that really probably shouldn't have been a touchdown if we were doing, if we were playing it at the best of our abilities. And, um, I remember walking out of the stadium and I saw a Georgia Tech fan and he was standing right above the tunnel that I walk out of and I, and he was just waving this, um, he had gotten somehow like one of those fake newspapers that they sell after the, after the games go and, and he had said to hell with Georgia on it Mm -hmm. and. I saw, and I was walking right by all their players, yelling at us and flicking us off. And I, you know what I thought? I thought, that's fine, because what this is is this is a loan. I'm, I'm giving you a loan, and you, I'm loaning you this win for one year. And in 365 days, then we're gonna talk. And so it's gonna come due. It's gonna come due. Yeah. So Saturday is the day we're collecting the payment. I'm not sure that Georgia Tech has amassed. They haven't been good with their finances. They've been kind of spending willy-nilly. Been, they spent a lot on, when they went over to Duke mm. for the game. They spent a lot when they went over to Clemson. They spent a lot when they went over to the new Mercedes-Benz Dome and played Florida. And um, I don't think they have anything left. So uh, I think it's time to get out the baseball bats with nails through them and knock down Georgia Tech's door like Ooh. a bunch of mafioso and just go to work on those knees, son.
1: Welcome to Chapel Bell Curve, a stats focused podcast about UGA football. I'm Ryan.
0: And I'm Nathan. And we're back again here with our uh, temporary guest host, Ryan. And we are going to talk about our impending game against the Georgia Institute of Technology Yellow Jackets. Nerds. You know, (laughs) it's funny because. I, you know, I stereotypically do some pretty nerdy things, Ryan, as you well know. Well, um, I, we have, played, I
1: participate in those nerdy things alongside of you.
0: Yeah, we've played D&D together. We've played Magic the Gathering together. Um, so, you know, normally I, I, I'm i not super fond of the of that particular sober quay. But I would say that I just I just hate Georgia Tech so much. And in particular, I hate them after the last two years when they, they've just gotten so full of themselves. So I'm, I'm so happy to rant and talk with you today about the hows and the whys of the impending destruction of the Georgia Institute of Technology's athletic program.
1: And and you know, I can't tell you how excited I am to be on this particular podcast. Mm-hmm. Because I think that of the things that we share, I think that our hate for Georgia Tech is probably probably up there. Yeah, for on sure. intensity levels.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, I think I would say that there's nothing worse than a Florida fan, but the only thing worse than a Florida fan is a, an arrogant Georgia Tech fan oh. after a win. Oh, uh, a florida fan is norm is worse like just at their base level uh their floor but the ceiling of how obnoxious a georgia tech fan is after a win is just it's so high
1: it's like i could fight most florida fans mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i would definitely fight an obnoxious georgia tech fan first yeah before going back to the rest of the floor yeah fans.
0: absolutely true okay so <laughs> um let's talk about Let's talk about some subjective narratives. You know, there's a couple that I want to just trot out in particular. One is the whole Paul Johnson's a genius argument. Um, and this is in particular something that's been trotted out by Bark Bradley at the AJC quite a few times. And it's just this tired narrative about, you know, well, you know, Paul Johnson, he's beaten Georgia three times, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, in, in the 10 years that he was there and... You know, he's a genius and he, you know, did you know that he calls his own plays and he just sends the plays in and he, he doesn't have a playbook and he just writes down the plays on a on a legal sheet of paper and he's just so smart. Um, yes, he's, and-
1: a, he's a genius who has a 30% success rate. Against his main rival, yeah,
0: yeah, good job. Um, and I, I just detest that narrative. Um, another oh. one is just the whole like, can Georgia Tech ruin UGA season? That seems to be the narrative all the time, in particular this year because Georgia Tech is having a pretty substandard year. Uh, they're currently sitting at what five and six.
1: They're they are a five and five team a coming five off and five a team. particularly. Uh, interesting road loss to the Duke Blue Devils. Oh, that uh, that's feels good. In, that's in football. In case you guys didn't know, that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they've got they've got wins. Okay, so going through their se- uh, their season, they lost to uh, Tennessee forty-one to t- forty-two. Uh, they beat Jacksonville State 37 to 10, they beat Pittsburgh 35-17, they beat North Carolina 33-7, then they lost to Miami 24-25. Then they won they beat Wake Forest 38-24. Then they lost to Clemson 24 to 10. Then they lost to Virginia 40-36. And then they lo- uh, they beat Georgia Tech 28 28- or Virginia Tech 28-22. And oh, then man. they lost. They beat Georgia Tech this time, then they lost to Duke, 43 to 20. And if you look at those win expectancy numbers in their losses, their win expectancies were uh, zero sixty five zero twenty two and seventy six so they've gotten kind of lucky to lose uh, a couple of those games but a couple of them they just were
1: always gonna lose and don't forget that they would probably be five and six if they hadn't uh, had a game canceled against UCF who is uh, the third best team in the nation hurricane. this year right. S&P
0: plus yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not like that they, they got off it's not like that like UCF got off lucky not having to play a Georgia Tech juggernaut no they au- just, au they missed out.
1: they missed out on a win yeah
0: basically. And if you look at their defensive percentile performances in particular, in their losses, they're, they're really bad. So 22% against Tennessee, um, against Miami, 50%, against Clemson, 34%. And then my favorite number of the year, against Duke, 9% percentile performance um, defensively. So uh, that's that's really bad. That's a really, really bad day. Going over some of their overall numbers... Let's see. SP and plus fiftieth offensively. Points per game fifty fourth, fifty sixth offensively, fifty third points per game defensively. Oh, those are both those last two are both defensive. It looks like that they're high. They've got a seventy six uh, win win probability to get six wins, and then seven wins is twenty four percent.
1: Do they really though? Yeah, because I don't, I don't they're know. playing us next week, and I'm pretty sure that their win Let's percentage see, so is not seventy six percent. Probably going to be their three, last game. Four, five.
0: Well, I think that these numbers probably come from the idea that they're playing a twelve-game schedule. Right. So if they so were, yeah,
1: it's more likely that that seven wins is the correct twenty-four percent number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to say the only other thing I wanted to talk about subjectively was that you know there, the, this is the always the throw out the records game, you know. But like, come on, like seriously, the only thing I want to throw is that terrible souvenir cup of Coca-Cola that those drunk. Georgia Tech fans threw in my head when I was in the Redcoats mm-hmm. uh, the only mm-hmm. time I went into the stadium. You know, our, the seniors on this team, they are absolutely not going to settle for going out with a loss to Georgia Tech. Yeah, they're not going to have a losing oh my record. God. I can't the, see that. The revenge train is just running full speed. Full steam. speed. I do not see this being anything short of a dominant victory. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So
0: let, let's, let's talk about what we know about Georgia Tech first, um, numbers-wise. And, you know, I think that many georgia tech fans were heartened by the fact that the auburn beat georgia and i think that you know the fact of the matter is though georgia tech is not auburn so uh running down their five factors uh, offensively 41 per 41 ranked efficiency 80th ranked explosiveness 56th ranked field position 15th ranked finishing drives defensively 88th ranked efficiency 35th ranked explosiveness 102nd ranked field position and uh 71st ranked finishing drives. so the biggest difference between this team and Auburn, other than everything, is that this team cannot defend the way Auburn can. This team is not a dominant defensive team that can make UGA throw and that can win with only six guys in the box and stop the run. Yeah, that's just not going to happen.
1: I love that you wrote in the show notes secretly trash. I don't. Yeah. I don't even really think it's secret. Yeah, I their defense. It, their defense is it's trash. Trash. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think it is just very obvious that this defense does not finish drives. They're not efficient. They. Just don't get there um
0: I mean, and if you looked at if the only game of theirs that I've seen all the way through uh the beginning of the year was Tennessee, and it would be fallacious because you know the the difference between the Georgia Tech team now and that Georgia Tech team that played Tennessee is very big because of the the breadth of the season, but I do think it's, you know, one of the things I saw in that first game that I think now is that they just look soft up front. Defensively in the front seven, they do not look great.
1: Yeah, their defense gives up like 3.14 line yards on standard downs, which is not good.
0: Yeah, that's not Uh, what you want to see, especially against, they're not really playing that a murderer's row of a schedule there.
1: You know, we average about 3.26, so I think that definitely points to just... Our O line is probably going to have their way with this defense. Well,
0: you know, I think that's a really good stats comparison, actually, Ryan. Because w- what have we said all year is that this is this UJ team to beat them, you have to keep them off their game plan, which means that you you can't let them run efficiently, right? So, if our average line yards are the same as their average line yards surrendered, then what that means is that like we're going to be able to run our game plan. I
1: just think our our strengths absolutely match up to their weaknesses, especially yeah. our offense versus their defense. I think. That absolutely, um, absolutely. That you know, rate. that was obviously one of my stats that I wanted to talk about. But um, well, as let's far talk as their, about yeah, their offense. For yeah, sure. so their offense, just same, same old, triple option. Just the
0: ugh. look. Okay, hold on. I have a uh, mini rant. I, I have a mini yeah. rant. Uh, you know, obviously the triple option is not a high school offense. It works. It, it's effective. It's funky. It's weird. It's fun. I've seen it run in some very interesting ways. Um, Bob Davies running it at New Mexico right now. I think there's a version of it at uh, Willie Fritz in Tulane has some triple option principles. So, you know, I'm not discounting it overall. But this, what this is, this that they run is just, um, it's got a ceiling. And when they're really, when they can throw over top of it, like they had with, uh, you know, the last several good quarterbacks that they've had, uh, you know, it can be an effective effective offense. But it's just going to do what it does. And that means that's for good or for ill.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think our defense is just fast enough and strong enough and just better at pursuing and finishing than Georgia teams have been in the last few years. Yeah. And it's, I, I, well,
0: I mean, okay. Well, so let, man, let's go into the numbers.
1: Yeah. I just don't, I, all right. Let's go into the numbers so, here. So,
0: yeah. So Georgia Tech, 41 efficiency. They're not explosive, 81, uh 15 and finishing drives. They finish drives well. Uh, they have a good passing ISO PPP, uh, second, but their success rate is in the hundreds as is their overall SMP plus, which tells me that, um, when they hit long, they don't throw very often. And when they hit long bombs, they hit long bombs. But other than that, they really don't hit anything underneath, which is about par for the course. Uh, I think what's really going to concern you if you're looking at the, if you are a door tech fan, which, you know, why would you be? But if you would, yeah. if you were, okay. So rushing SMP plus 18th, that's good. Rushing success rate 15th. That's good. Rushing ISO PPP 39th. Not as good. That's okay. Yeah, rushing line yards per carry, uh, 34th, opportunity rate, 41st, power success rate, 12th, that's what you want to see, and stuff rate, 14th, that's also what you want to see. So, I mean, there's a couple of low numbers in there, and the point of this offense is that you want your rushing numbers by rank because you are... like, anytime we talk about offensive ranks and we talk about rushing ranks and we talk about S&P+, Plus, we kind of have to say, like, well, other than the service academies and the option teams, this team does blank really well. And so if you are an option team the way Georgia Tech is, and you are not at the very top of the running heap, that's not good for you. I mean, uh, adjusted line yards per carry, in particular, being 34th is, um, you know, it's it's concerning, or it should be if you're a Georgia Tech fan, honestly. Yeah,
1: and, and I think that it's it's one of those things, like, if you're going to do one thing you better be really, really good at it. Yeah. And they are just okay.
0: Well, and, and you know, if you want to see, so Paul Johnson comes off of uh, just like the main triple option, veer option tree. And one of his former assistants, um, he's got two big former assistants out there, Ted Munkin at Army and then Ken Niamatololo at Navy. And um, Navy's having kind of a down year right now. But if we look at Navy's overall um, overall rushing numbers, so Georgia Tech is currently 56th, Navy is 70th. Um, but if you look at their Navy's rushing numbers in terms of their, their comparative performance, then you have 21, 9, 48th, 21, 44th. I mean, 5th uh, for power success rate and 3rd for stuff rate. So 21 at rushing SP, 9th rushing success rate, 48th uh, rushing ISO PPP, uh, 21st adjusted line yards, 44th opportunity rate, 5th power success rate, 3rd stuff rate. So it's like when Navy, when a service academy, playing with worse playing against worse teams with worse players is able to outrush you, it does not bode well for a good season.
1: No. I think that's part of the reason why they are sitting at five and five right now. Yeah. I think it's just not been a successful year for them. And I think I think something that is also worth pointing out is that yeah, they do have a good passing ISO PPP, but they've only attempted like something like a hundred and seven throws on the year. Yeah. Like that's
0: that's it's not good not at very all. Much. I mean, if you look at their, if you look at their individual passing, yeah, Take no. on
1: Marshall is forty-one for a hundred and seven for eight hundred and eighty-nine yards. yards. Yeah, nine, he's only attempted a hundred and seven passes.
0: Yeah, nine touchdowns, four interceptions, thirty-eight point three percent completion rate that's the telling one 18 sacks 14.4 sack rate so just by comparison jake Fromm has about a nine percent sack rate right now and if we look at their passing down sack rate it is good for 14.9 which is 127th in the nation Ooh. their standard down sack rate is 130th in the nation so i mean this is not an effective passing team don't let the iso ppp fool you that's just um kind of a trick of the numbers i think um if we look at some of their breakdown numbers real quick uh, situational stuff so um i think uh, some pretty telling s plus numbers so Pretty good S P plus numbers, quarters one through three. Offensively, you got 22 in the first, 11th, and the third. But then you see second and fourth after teams have had time to adjust as 88th and 66, 65th. Very bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So uh, defensively, 42 in the first, 83rd in the second, 72nd in the third, and 102nd in the fourth. So defensively, this is not a deep team. This is a team that falls off. Um, Their second down s p plus when uh, defensively is 102nd. Yeah. Or a hundred, no god no it's even worse their defensive second down smp plus is 118th so this is yeah. a team that you should be able to stay on schedule against you should be you should be in a lot of second and fours second and threes
1: i'd be interested to see how that stacks up after this game uh, at how our like adjusted pace and all that kind of stuff looks at and then our standard down right. success rate because i think right. that that's going to be i think our standard down success rate is going to be very high after this game i think and, we just match up with think, that with yeah. that weakness just very very well. So
0: so let's look at some specific stats. I know that you've definitely done your homework today. So what are some stats that you want to highlight real quick?
1: Um I think the most important one for me is the difference in special teams. So we have the number 1 special teams unit and they are number 96. There's a huge huge difference there. I think that I I think from the way that I understand it, we are so our percentile is is 80%. So I think that we are Generally, eighty percent better than the average special teams unit in efficiency, and they are forty percent worse. That is a huge, huge margin. I think there's a really good chance that you see two, three, four just big blown up. Mecole Hardman just goes buck wild. on Yeah, their like special teams I, I
0: unit. could definitely see some um, some catch and run stuff, and also, yeah, we'll like, talk about s- that returns. in over unders.
1: Yeah, uh, because I think I think number one, I think our special teams unit is phenomenal. Number two. I think Michael Hardman is now after his muff punt at Auburn. He's got he's got a fire lit under him. And yeah, I think I would, that he is just so. trying to erase that from his memory and he's going to play as hard as he can and run as hard as he can. And I think there's a chance that our starting field position average is like on their side of the field.
0: Right. Yeah. I I I definitely could see that. Um you know, I think secretly even though we lost Auburn this year, we actually stole something from them which was Scott Fountain, their former um, special teams coordinator that got fired last year for some reason, and now their special teams is trash. Um, so yeah, something to think about.
1: Turns out we did okay there.
0: So what else, what else do you have stats wise?
1: I think one thing to look at is standard downs adjusted line yards. Um, this is what I was kind of alluding to. Their defense gives up three point one four line yards on standard downs. We average three point two six. I I just think that our offensive line is going to just main handle them. Uh, I think that they're bigger, they're better, and I think that. Nick and Sony are just going to kind of have a field day out there. Um, I I just this the way that the stats line up against us versus them, I just don't see anything going much different than even last week. They you know they have a very similar defensive footprint to Kentucky, and we saw what we did. You saw what we did to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So you know they're right around that 100 rank for all the major S and P's. Or sorry, they're right around the score of 100 for the s p plus, which means they're basically the average team on defense, mm-hmm. um, which and is exactly what Kentucky was. I think that yeah. they're...
0: And this, is, this UGA team can punish teams that are average defensively and, for and,
1: sure. And I think we've seen that. We saw that against Mississippi State. We saw that against Kentucky this past week. And I think we're going to see it again on Saturday. I think that another telling thing there is that their defense, um, ISO PPP, is actually ranked like in the 70s. And our offensive uh, ISO ISOPPP is sixth, so I think that you're going to see some really big, just blown up plays from Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, probably even all the way down the running back core. I think that there's a good chance that we're resting our starters, and you may even see some like third string dudes in there mm. at the end of the game. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I've I've got some things to talk about that on over unders, but you got something yeah. to say, huh? I got I just man, I am. Whew, I'm getting fired up it's gonna be good but uh you said you wanted to talk about um rushing success rate
0: yeah well i mean i think that the rushing success rate is a very uh telling stat for them because they have the 87th ranked rushing success rate defensively and so what that means is that teams stay when when teams run on first down they stay on you know they get 25 percent of the yards they need on first down when they run so and you know 750 on second down and 75 on third et etc etc or 75 on second down, 100 on third. Basically what what that means is that when teams rushing against Georgia Tech they stay on schedule. And so you know, we've talked about a lot today about the mediocrity of Georgia Tech in general, but that specifically does not bode well for them. I don't think just because you know if if this is if this is a team we can get ahead on, they really rely on winning the time of possession battle, and they really rely on just holding the ball for like forty minutes. So you know we're we're gonna lose this time of possession battle just to them for sure. But if we can get ahead on them and we can run regularly and we can outrush them, then they're kind of screwed, I think. because you know, even if they if they hold the ball for forty minutes, but in our twenty minutes, we run more than they do, then yeah. they're 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 screwed. Uh, they also have the 112th in opportunity rate defensively, which means that they give up yards of they give up runs of five yards or more. And this is the kind of team that if you break a couple of 50-yard touchdown runs against them, they're toast. It's very difficult for them to come back, and it's very difficult for them to come back when they're giving up rushing yards. Because yeah, sure. So like, if we get up by three touchdowns or two touchdowns, yeah, they might get a long touchdown drive on us. But then if we score another touchdown in 30 seconds, then it's like, okay, well, what right. are you going to do? Yeah,
1: and I think I think that. Against this team, I don't think we're going to need to have our 1st string defense in the whole time. So, I don't think they're going to get exhausted. I think we're going to be able to rotate in um, fresh legs. I think that it'll be interesting to see how that uh, adjusted line yard stats look for us on our offensive rushing. Yeah, so things we want to see. So, I'll start on this one. Okay, sure. Um, I think we just we really got to keep contained. We got to play assignment football. Um, I think the most important thing, though, is... Keeping the knees of our like defensive linemen safe, right? Because we're gonna get these chop blocks, we're gonna get these oh sorry. I guess they're not technically chop blocks, but they're chop blocks, right? Yeah, so, I mean yeah, they're I mean they're oh, cut blocks
0: God. technically according to cut blocks. You but know they what, never like, get played. They they roll up on people defensively constantly.
1: Uh, and it's just uh its this is the thing that pisses me off, excuse and me. And it never gets
0: called. It, it never gets called, called because it's Jensen, the way that they run their stupid Paul Johnson has the offense. Paul Johnson ah. has the temerity to say that he understands the cut, the cut block rules better than the refs do,
1: and he always complains when it gets called
0: against them, but then they do it constantly and it never gets called. And it's just like,
1: okay. So number one, I think we're only going to have to defend like 10 to 12 throws. Taekwon, uh, whatever his name is, Takeon Johnson has only thrown 107 passes and only completed 41 of them. That is ridiculous. That means he's only attempted 107 passes this entire season, and 66 of those didn't even get there. That's ridiculous. So even on our run-focused offense, Jake Fromm has 117 for 192. Right. Like, come on. Like, their number one receiver, who is, by the way, a dude that is almost literally my size. Really? Which is, like, he's, yeah. Ricky June, 6'2", 212. I am 6'1", Like, come on. Like, that's your number one receiver? I thought we had an undersized receiving core, right? Or we used to. Anyway, I just, I cannot, abs- I can absolutely not stand the triple option. You know, it works sometimes, but, you know, is it really worth it to get these just absolutely mediocre average results every year? Like, come on. Like, there isn't much more than I hate than going up against this chop blocking, shovel passing bullcrap. It's like the only thing that's good for us is because it works just enough to keep Paul Johnson on the sideline year after year, who we just absolutely dominate. Well, yeah, we've owned it till the last year. And it's like, oh, sure. I cannot wait to get to work next Monday and ask the Tech fan that I work with, like, hey, man, how's, uh, how's Georgia Tech football doing this year? You guys you got any more games coming up? Uh, you know, what bowl game are you going to? Because, like, yeah, yeah.
0: you guys lost to Duke. You waiting? You waiting for that APR but, pass uh, to get you into a into like the the freaking like Camilla Bowl or whatever? Uh,
1: yeah. So like, obnoxious Georgia Tech fans are the worst, and it is gives me just the most Schadenfreude of of mm-hmm. Schadenfreude's. Is that even does yeah. that even work? Schadenfreude. Whatever. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Freud. Whatever. You if know, win, I I'm, I am the whitest of of English speakers, and I am terrible. Okay. Uh, so
0: yeah, here is what I want to see. First, I want to see. I, you know, I, obviously we need to play sound defensively. I think you're right about that. And I think, you know, just not letting them get on long touchdown drives, but I think more than that, I just want to see us look effective um, on offense. And the thing is, if we can be efficient on offense and we can play to our strength and we can run the ball, we only have to get like two or three stops. You know what I'm saying? Cause they're going to get their yeah. yards. They're going to get their points. We, they can have long touchdown drive. They can have long drives if they go for field goals all day, if they want. Yeah. And so I, I really think that there's a lot of preference. There's, a lot of pressure on our offense just to execute and if our offense just gets out there and executes we're going to be fine because the thing is they are not built to come back and if they have to match us score for score for score for score and i trust our offense to come back from that more than theirs oh yeah and then the other thing so i there's a world in which i could see that happening and we having a close win but if the defense also comes to play i think we'll blow them out um mm
1: but i think nothing would give me more pleasure yeah really
0: i, I think we yeah. offensively we have to come to play because we this is not a team that we can square around with offensively and let yeah. them get a lead on us
1: i think i think one of the things that i would love to see is that we you know we just kind of put you know aaron davis on ricky june and just let him do his thing and maybe he just stands out there on that island that he's just i've, I've actually gotten phenomenal at uh, yeah he
0: had a bad game with auburn but he good like, all year for yeah.
1: sure. so like put him on Ricky June. I think he. I mean, we only got to defend like ten like real pass attempts, maybe like if if right. the average plays out the way it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I I would love to see us get two interceptions, maybe even one of those being like a pick six. Yeah. And I would love just to make sure that our first two strings defensive players make it out with all their knees. Yeah, because oh, man, I'm to be so mad if one of our defensive linemen gets hurt, gets their knees rolled up on because yeah. some stupid six foot two freaking
0: engineering major decides to just play dirty um all right so let's do some over-unders i'll go i'll do one first uh georgia tech time of possession over under 40 minutes
1: oh you know my gut is like i think i th- i think it's gonna be close to that to be honest i i do think it's gonna be under but i don't think it's gonna be by much Yeah. i just I, think that they just that's how they play and Yeah. it's they, they they'll get they'll get first downs but like it's not going to matter because when when we when we get close when they get into the into their trips right when they're in the, inside the forty our defense is going to be able to tighten up and they're just going to get there. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'd say under. I would say probably more like thirty five than forty. Yeah. But um, give, give me one of yours.
1: Okay, over under nine point five Georgia Tech passes attempted. Over.
0: I think we're going to get up on them.
1: Yeah, I think I I think you're. I think you might be right. I think that they're going to have to pass because I think we're going to be so far ahead. Okay. Um, I think the other thing, one of the other things that I was was talking about was special teams. So over under 1.5 UGA special teams touchdowns.
0: Ooh, man, that's hard. Um, Let me see. How how bold do I want to be? I'm going to say under,
1: but I think we'll get one. I want to say over because I really want to get two.
0: that's from the heart
1: that's from the heart though i think i think that our special teams is probably going to set us up really well um i think you're probably right but i'm going to be bold and say that we're going to get two what do you got
0: um let's see sorry i'm just tweeting back at james who (laughs) uh whose review that we read last episode glitter boy yeah um (laughs) literal uh let's see over under 300 uga rushing yards
1: oh man i think i think it's going to be over yeah, me too. I just I think I think that there's no way that I can see this being not a blowout from looking at these stats just because I think that our offensive line is just going to have their way with the, with these undersized dudes and I think that we're just going to be able to just take it to the house. I think it's going to be a lot of explosive yeah. I think it's going to be a lower number of rush attempts that we'd see, but I think it's going to be like Nick Chubb might have like 12 or 13 average. And yeah. Sony Michelle might have more than that.
0: Uh, yeah, like a very explosive, not very efficient, but just super right. explosive day. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be over because I think we're just going to turn the ball against them. And I think we're going to try and maybe not have a great amount of success, but I think we're going to have a little bit of success about just kind of bleeding the clock out. Because they want to bleed the clock too, but the thing is if we, can score, if we can score a little bit quicker than them and just get a couple of stops, we're in good shape. Right. Um, all right, so what do you got for me?
1: Over under one and a half... UGA second string touchdowns basically what I'm asking you is how are we going to be up enough to where our second string is going to get significant enough playing time to score at least twice or
0: I'm going to say under just because I feel like that that because this is on our revenge tour we're not going to put the we're not going to call off the dogs until we're up by 30
1: I think that's fair I want to say over again from the heart but I think I think that you're right I think I'm actually going to say under because um, I think that I think that we'll probably see some second string in the fourth quarter, but we may not see them in the third.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, over under three UGA tackles for loss. Oh, uh, that's a good. That's a good one. Because
1: hmm. this that's is the kind of something that this we're this is the actually team, really super awesome. At. Well,
0: yeah, and this is the kind of team that it's hard to get tackles right. for lost against because they just kind
1: of churn out like, yards. I think it's going to be under, but I don't think that's necessarily going to be a bad thing. Like, I think that we're going to keep them off of their, like, normally decent efficiency. But I don't think that we're going to get a ton of, like, Havoc plays. I think that's going to be really... It's really hard to get a lot of that against this kind of team because it's designed to not go that way, right? Like, it's designed to be efficient and there's three yeah. options every time, right, guys? Yeah, I want to I, I oh. say under two. Okay. What do you got? Uh, over under forty nine and a half UGA total points scored. Yikes! Um, <laughs> oof,
0: what dreams may come, man. If we score fifty on Georgia Tech, I might I might just die. That's
1: like my. That's like my like. What i see. that's, yeah, my, we, that's we, like we, my. That's like my pipe dream. If we if
0: we win against Georgia Tech like fifty to twenty or something, I would just like ascend, and then yeah. I would I would hibernate. And then come back in Atlanta for the SEC championship game. Just,
1: just stay there. Yeah, just pure we'll pure being of the Coca yeah, campus. Pure
0: pure <laughs> being of light.
1: Yeah, I'll come say hi to I'll, you. I'll bring, I'll bring you some drinks. All right, so you got one more. I well, I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna say over because my prediction is is slightly more than that. Okay, and my last over under probably my last one at least for this season. One, uh, over under point five times. I will yell. Ha! And uh, the television.
0: I'm gonna say definitely over. Yeah, knowing you, there's now, there's no doubt that it's gonna be like ten.
1: Now that now that I've said that, it's probably gonna be like eighty. And it's a noon game, <laughs> which means your your
0: daughter's not gonna be asleep, which means you don't have to be quiet. Right. Yeah. Precisely. It's definitely gonna, definitely gonna be over. So let,
1: let's do some predictions. Uh, what do you got? So, I just think that we're going to be pretty stifling on defense. Um, I think that I think that this could go as high as as nine, but. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be aggressive and bold because I really just can't stand these uh these, these wonderful bumblebees. Um, I'm gonna say UGA fifty five Georgia Tech six, and I think that I think that it's probably gonna be closer than that, but my heart you know, my heart will go on.
0: All right, um, I think we are gonna win comfortably. I think this is gonna be somewhere in the fifteen to twenty point range, and I'm gonna predict at the out that I'm gonna predict the high side of that because what I think is gonna happen is that um it's going to be kind of a close game in the first quarter and then we are going to get a couple of stops in the second and get up at halftime and coming out of halftime they're going to be in trouble um so my prediction is uj 45 georgia tech 20.
1: i think that's probably a better prediction than mine i've but, been doing uh, this for a while though but you know what you know what i'm coming in i'm coming in hot you're coming in
0: you're coming in to make a mark as, I got, as a guest you know,
1: what? you know what if i if i come in and throw down and that's right then you guys are gonna be like who was that guy yeah he he, <laughs> he breezed through our lives it was so
0: beautiful well, uh, I just want to say again, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on and being a guest. Uh, we I've really enjoyed having you on, and I'm sure that we will have you on going forward in the future for sure.
1: Justin, come back, we miss you. Yeah, buddy. we love you. No, this See has you. been awesome. I I I am absolutely honored to be to be hanging out with you guys. And uh, like I said, uh, go dogs. And uh, yeah, if we ever need another co- uh, a co-host again, yeah. let me you know. This
0: has been Chapel Bell Curve. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you can subscribe to a podcast. You can get in touch to us on Facebook by searching Chapel Bell Curve by email at chapelbellcurve at gmail.com. And on Twitter, at Chapel Bell Curve. Pretty much, we have the name, and everyone else can suck it, so just search it. It's everywhere. Yeah. Also, go check out our new... Well, it's not new. Check out our website, chapelbellcurve.com. It's a hub for all the stuff that we put up. I've been a little bit remiss lately, just because things have been so hectic around the house, but I will occasionally put up stuff, and you can also see our Twitter and Instagram uh, feeds are on there, and I do a lot on there. Um, If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please leave us a rating and a review, and or give us a piece of paper full of (laughs) glitter and leave us a review like that um or just come up to me and scream at me in the street and then i'll i'll just relay that to it wor- you it works yeah but if you give us any review positive or negative by god it will make it to the air we'll catch you in the classic city this week and at historic bobby dodd stadium at mark Ridge Field on saturday and until then go it dogs works.